Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hello, fellow patriots and liberty lovers. Great to have you along as we kick off the 5 o'clock follies. The most heavily commuted and as a byproduct, the most heavily congested hour of the Bobby Mack Show. And joined today by a special guest. It, it's always... Uh, a pleasure to welcome Bill O'Reilly back to the 106.3 WORD Airways. Bill, how are you, my friend? Good, Bob. Thanks for having me in. You bet. Great to have you here. Uh, by the way, you were a, a newsmaker today as well, Bill. My my friend Michael Harrison, who has the uh, the Talkers website that keeps up with uh, everything going on in talk radio, informs me that uh, you are beginning a new one-hour show on WABC in New York. Yeah, we're going to be on 10 to 11. I think you'll probably even get the signal in South Carolina. That's such you a bet. huge signal. Yeah. Um, and it's essentially uh, my podcast, which is now being broadcast on radio and TV all over the place. We do that on BillOReilly.com, and uh, they're going to take it, and I'll do a new top for them because I'm a New York guy, and you know, there's a lot of local stuff here that we have to deal with. But Essentially, you'll get uh, my view of the country that day. Um, and, uh, you know, things here are really uh, exploding um, in my franchise, that's for sure. Well, that's great to hear. Uh, and not to uh, uh, change the subject, but it is uh, the topic of your latest book, you and uh, your co-author, Martin Dugard. You've written a number of highly successful number one bestsellers, the latest being Killing Crazy Horse. Uh, Native Americans had a number of great war chiefs, Bill uh, Sitting Bull and Geronimo, and the subject of your latest book, The War Chief of the Lakota Sioux, Crazy Horse. Uh, why him specifically? Well, it encompasses the whole spectrum of Indian uh, battles from 1813 to mm-hmm. uh, 1890. The reason I chose Crazy Horse to put on the cover with George Custer is because that's the most famous battle. Uh, and Crazy Horse was the best Indian commander. He was in a tremendous uh, war uh, minister. He wasn't a chief. Everybody thinks Crazy Horse yeah. was a chief of the Sioux. He wasn't. Sitting right. Bull was a chief, but Sitting Bull never fought a battle. Uh, just like uh, Dwight Eisenhower, the supreme commander of the uh, Allied forces in World II, never fought a battle. Same thing with Sitting Bull. But anyway, I chose Crazy Horse to be on the cover because people know him. But yeah. the Indian Wars go 
from the massacre at Fort uh, Mims in South Alabama um, by the Creek Nation, and then Andrew Jackson uh, going down to uh, deal with the Creeks in 1813, all the way mm-hmm. to Chief Joseph in the late 1880s. So it's it's a whole spectrum of how the United States was forged. You know, South Carolina, where you live, you still have a tremendous amount of uh, Native culture there. Yes, we do. And uh, yeah, and and South Carolina was a state that had conflictions with there were some tribes that were friendly and some tribes that were hostile. Correct. And that's what uh, Americans forging West found. It was all different. And so we get into it. Uh, we show people about their country, which is an vitally important these days, Bob, as you know, with all the far-left propaganda about white supremacist country and we're evil and we're this and we're that. You've got to right. tear down everything. Well, I'm, I'm tired of that. And I don't want that anymore. And, and this is the ninth killing book. If you read them, you'll know about your country and how noble it really is. And you'll be able to stand up for your country with facts. And it's fun to read these books. So Killing Crazy was out to a great start. Sold 130,000 copies, Bob, in the first three days. Can you wow. imagine that? That's and sad. Donald Trump's not even in the book. He's not even in it. I tried to wedge him in, but I couldn't get him in. <laughs> you know, it's amazing, though, when you go back and look at the history uh, and, and the conflicts between uh, the Native American people uh, and, and uh, the, the federal government. Maybe one of the most interesting stories involved the, the Cherokee who, of course, were ordered by President Andrew Jackson west of the Mississippi. And, and that, na- that Cherokee nation did what had never been done before. Rather than declaring war, they actually sued the federal government, went to the Supreme Court, and won. Yeah. And, and President Andrew Jackson then replied, well, where's, where's the Supreme Court's army to enforce their ruling? You know, Congress, in addition to the Supreme Court, passed a law that said whites were not to settle west of the Mississippi. Right. And, of course, they couldn't enforce the law because there's no law west of the Mississippi. So it's a complicated situation. And uh, what we decided to do is tell the truth. And and the Battle of Little Bighorn, um, that has been uh, mythologized People, they think they know what happened, but they don't know. Yeah. And because there were no, there was no reports from the white point of view because all the whites were dead. Right. So what we, Dugard and I did, and we always do this in the killing books, we took the Indian oral history, which was eventually written down, mm-hmm. and we, we tell you that story through the eyes of Crazy Horse and the Sioux Warriors and put you right on that battlefield. I don't think that's ever been done. Anyway, that's the that's why this killing series is the best selling nonfiction book series of all time. Wow, seventeen co- million copies of my books in print, and so we hope people check it out. We think you'll you'll learn a lot and you'll enjoy it to boot. Yeah, and uh, the memorial to Crazy Horse uh, that is still under construction in the Black Hills, uh, pretty amazing, uh, and they they have a light show there at night. Uh, it's really impressive. Yeah, I've been there, and I hope the state of South Dakota finishes that um, because it's right near Mount Rushmore. Right. And uh, the Native Americans, they deserve to have a memorial like that. And so I really, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk to the governor. I don't know her that well, but I, I hope South Dakota does finish it.
Yeah, and apparently uh, the governor up there actually uh, has some brains, uh, one of the few uh, that, that actually uh, believed uh, with the, the Wuhan flu epidemic uh, that uh, the, all the, the masking and everything else was unnecessary. Uh, Bill, we've, we are 50 days away from election today, so if you don't mind, let's talk some politics here as well. Sure. Biden continues to do limited campaigning, and even when he does, of course, is still error-prone. The president on the road in California today, uh, even after the pandemic, the polls, which even though they, they oversample the Democrats, as you know, show a tighter race. What What is your take 50 days away? Well, I don't think anything is going to matter until September 29th in Cleveland, the first mm-hmm. debate. Right. That will be then um, the pressures on Biden has to show the American public that he can put together a cogent thought um, because he has had a lot of trouble. There's no doubt about it. Now, I write in Killing Reagan about how Ronald Reagan, after he was inaugurated, a few months later was shot and almost killed. And that hurt him. Yes. His mental acuity declined drastically. Now, the Reagan administration kept that from the public. Nobody knew. But there were days that he could not function. But he made a miraculous comeback. Ronald Reagan made a miraculous comeback. So yes, he did. I wouldn't count Biden out. I've seen Biden be lucid, but I've also seen him last week in Michigan. That was that was horrendous when yeah, he was trying was. to get out that how many military people had COVID, and he said it was some a hundred thousand when the number is seven. Right. I mean, that's not a mistake. That's a delusion. <laughs> and if if the candidate for the Democratic Party is delusional because of a physical problem, then the Democrats have a problem. Yeah, so no question about it. On the 29th, Ameri- this will get a huge rating. Everybody who's interested yep. in his or her country will watch. And if Biden doesn't perform well, I think Trump will win. Yeah, yeah, and it it seems apparent in watching him. I and you mentioned the event in, in Michigan last week. And apparently his handlers had put on his notes, M.I., Uh, an abbreviation for Michigan, and he misinterpreted that as supposedly being numbers for the military. And as you pointed out, it was just a disaster, another example of what appears to be a cognitive decline. Well, any presidential candidate reading numbers the way he read them, the numbers don't even make sense. Right. All right. I mean, it was like a 10-year-old would turn to you and go, Hey, Dad, hey, Mom, what is he talking about? He didn't see – this is what, as an American, I'm talking now, not, not mm-hmm. as a commentator or anything like that. This is what concerns me as an American. He didn't even know when he was speaking that he was talking gibberish. Right. So most of us make mistakes, not you, Bob. You're the exception. <laughs> Bob is perfect. I want everybody in South Carolina to know that. Okay? Bob doesn't make mistakes. But I make mistakes all the time, but I usually correct them. Sure. I usually, you know, here in my mind, hey, O'Reilly, you just said a dopey thing. What's the matter with you? Right. Um, but Biden had no clue that he was spouting nonsense. Now, that, again, we go back to that's a fog yeah. that's in his mind. Yeah, it's I'm diminished capacity. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I don't like these commentators who say, well, he's got dementia. He's got. I don't think that's right. But... As as an American, I'm concerned. I mean, if this guy wins yeah. and, and he's the most powerful man in the world, he doesn't know what the deuce he's doing. So who's running the country? 
Yeah. I know it's Obama's people. I know that. Right. But, you know, I don't want the country run by a stealth star chamber. Exactly. And, and I don't think uh, the majority of Americans do either. Uh, the attacks continue, of course. Uh, the anonymous sourced article in The Atlantic and now Bob Woodward's book. But none of these things uh, seem to do any damage to uh, the, the president uh, and, and his campaign. I think the Woodward book hurt him. Really? Um, among independents, not among his supporters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there is no question that Donald Trump's strategy was one of hope in the COVID virus. Right. He hoped that it wouldn't be bad because he didn't want the stock market to tank. He didn't want the economy to uh, collapse, which it almost did in March. Right. So I understand why Donald Trump did what he did as far as COVID is concerned. I don't think... And this is we do this on the No Spin News tonight on BillOReilly.com. We had a Democrat go, oh, he lied, he lied, he lied. I said, do you mean to sit there and tell me that the president of the United States got up in the morning and said, you know, I'm going to lie to the American people today about COVID, knowing that the lie would be exposed. Right. You're not going to get away with it. Okay, you mean to tell me that's what you think? And the guy went, hama, hama, you know, the usual dance. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that Trump lied. I think he took a... Um, he took a calculated risk mm-hmm. that by saying we were going to get through this, it wasn't going to be a disaster, that he could keep the markets stable. And then he was hoping that that would be the case, that they could get by it somehow. That's what I think it was. Now, you can criticize him for that. That's yeah. legitimate criticism. That's honest criticism. I don't mind that. But as far as, you know, oh, we lied, and, and, and this is absurd. This is crazy. Um, I know the guy. He is an operator. I wrote the United States of Trump. We talked about it last time I was on your program. Sure. Um, you know, I know what he does and what he doesn't do. He wishes things would be a certain way, and he says that, and that is legitimate criticism. You can criticize him for doing that. Yeah, and, and that's logical, Bill, because, you know, with the, the great success – uh, that he had rebuilding the American economy following the eight years of the Obama administration. Uh, contrary to Obama's, you didn't build that. Trump did build this, and so naturally he would want he would hesitate and and be fearful of of the whole thing collapsing. Well, look, a president of the United States is in charge of the welfare of 330 million people. Okay. The welfare of 330 million people is directly tied in to the economy of the United States. Sure. That's the truth. Now, Bernie Sanders will will blow smoke all day long saying, (laughs) well, we can do this and we can do that. But he can't do it. It's never been done. It never will be done. The government cannot run the American economy. Cannot. All right? And if you try it, we're going to be in one world of pain here. Yeah. So what Trump was trying to do was to keep the markets from panicking by saying, we got it under control, we'll deal with it, and we'll defeat it. That is an optimistic point of view. Sure. Just, just over the weekend, and I asked the Democrat this on the No Spin News tonight, mm-hmm. India and France had record amounts of COVID cases. Right. Did Macron and Modi mislead and lie to their people? Did they do that? Yeah, and good of course, question. My guess, my guess is, well, I don't know. I don't. Right. I said, yeah, you don't know. All <laughs> right, you get because the humble, humble, right? Yeah, to, to look at the big picture. No human being, no leader, 
could have diminished this disease. Now we have to find a vaccine for it. Well, I think uh, you're certainly right, Bill, that the government uh, cannot run the economy, unless, of course, you want to turn the United States of America into Venezuela. Well, the far left absolutely wants a Marxist socialist government, but that's what the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation is all about. Mm -hmm. And that, again, drives me crazy. I'm watching the football games and these guys kneeling down and doing all this kind of stuff. And I, I know, Bob, they have no blanking clue (laughs) what's behind this movement. Exactly. They don't know anything but what's driving this. Now, I don't know about you, but I want social justice. I want police reform. I believe that we have to strive for a better nation. I do. And I don't mind people protesting. But you've got to know what you're talking about. Right. And these people are running our country down. We're white supremacists. We're this. We're that. We're evil. That's why I write these books like Killing Crazy Horse. To say we're not evil. This isn't what is true. And then I present the real truth. So anyway, I mean, I'd love to have the football players do a uh, pregame show where they had to answer 10 current event questions. <laughs> All right? That's what I want. I'll that would be, yeah, it would yeah, be worth the price of admission. Yeah. You send your five smartest guys out, right. and I'll ask them 10 questions. We'll see what you know. <laughs> he is Bill O'Reilly, his latest book in the newest uh, history series, number one best-selling series that tells the story of the bloody war between Native Americans and the U.S. Army. It's called Killing Crazy Horse. Bill, I'm glad that uh, we're going to have an opportunity, uh, atmospheric conditions being right, uh, that you will be on the 50,000-watt powerhouse WABC in New York at 10 o'clock every weeknight. We'll check you out there and on the web as well. And it's always fun to have you on the show, Bill. I appreciate it, Bob. Stay strong. You too, my friend. 523 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Take a quick break here and then be right back with more as we cruise on here on Monday on WORD. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Howdy, welcome back. Bumper to bumper here in the 5 o'clock Follies on the Bobby Mac Show. My thanks to uh, my pal Bill O'Reilly for taking time to uh, join us on the show this afternoon. Always good to have Bill along. Uh, let's uh, quickly get back to the phones uh, one more time before we uh, go to the news at the bottom of the hour uh, with Augustine, who is in Simpsonville. Hi, Augustine, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Wally. Uh, well, my question is uh, regarding this mail-in vote that the Democrat mafia is going to cheat. That's, that, that is 100% true. Uh, but what are the options for President Trump and the Dem- Republican Party to fight against that cheating? Well, uh, this is a concern to, to many people on our side of the aisle here. Uh, the good news is that a number of the uh, ballot harvesting efforts uh, that have coincided uh, with the mail-in voting in some of these states. Uh, there are at least two judges that have already thrown out a number of mail-in ballots that they have recognized as being not legitimate uh, and have just uh, tossed them. Uh, I, it's, it's probably a safe assumption that we'll see, a, 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 as uh, Howard Cosell used to say, a veritable plethora of mail-in ballots come in. We know that more Democrats than Republicans are requesting them. However, both sides, including President Trump's campaign, have an army of lawyers who are going to be reviewing all of these mail-in ballots to try and protect the integrity of this 2016-2020 presidential election that is just 50 days away. Whether it'll actually be settled on election night or not, remains to be seen. We could end up, uh, God forbid, uh, with a similar situation to Bush versus Gore, uh, where it ends up in the courts. But uh, you can rest assured, Augustine, that uh, the Trump campaign is well aware of the threat of uh, flooding the ballot box with mail-in ballots, and they're prepared to defend against it. Thank you for the call, sir. I appreciate your being here. 531 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Annie is ready next with the news. I'm right back on the other side here on Monday on WORD. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back. Great to have you along. Bumper to bumper here in the uh, 5 o'clock Follies on Monday at 22 before 6 o'clock. Uh, some interesting stuff happened today uh, that you will be, uh, I think, encouraged by. Uh, number one, the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals, that is a, an activist appeals court. And despite that, today the Ninth Circuit ruled to uphold the Trump administration's decision to end temporary protected status, or TPS, for individuals from four nations. Uh, this is a, a, a victory for the American people and an unmistakable rebuke to these activist judges who seek to make immigration policy from the bench because constitutionally immigration policy is the job of the Congress. The Ninth Circuit affirmed two clear aspects of the temporary protected status. The first is that the T in TPS stands for temporary, and it is not intended, nor should it be, a backdoor to permanent residency. And the second is that the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, in conjunction with other relevant federal agencies, has clear and unreviewable discretion to determine when conditions allow citizens of countries covered by TPS to return home safely. And in the case of citizens of El Salvador, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Sudan, the various crises that triggered the TPS designation have long since passed. The fact that the illegal and justifiable termination of TPS has been delayed for this long it's just more evidence that this uh, pernicious judicial activism has to be reined in. And it's an important consideration when the president talked about the number of appointments that he's made to the federal bench, which is go over 200 so far. And, and finally, maybe the most important aspect of this is that the ruling represents a win for the idea that the American people should be able to provide needed and appropriate temporary humanitarian relief with the full expectation that our generosity is not going to be taken advantage of when the emergency is over. So even the activist Ninth Circus uh, couldn't find a way to manipulate that one in the leftist's favor. So that's number one. Number two... Uh, the State Department has now revoked visas for more than 1,000 Chinese nationals due to potential security risks. That is the total through uh, this nearly half of the month of September. The move is in line with the Trump administration's efforts to curb Chinese espionage made possible 
by the poorly designed immigration and student visa system. The action affects Chinese grad students and researchers studying in the U.S. who were likely to have ties to China's military and who are likely to steal American research. And this stuff has been going on for years. Uh, there are a number of individuals, especially in the uh, educational uh, enclave around Boston, MIT, Harvard, uh, to name a few, where uh, investigation into the backgrounds of these students has turned out that they actually held military officer rank in the, uh, in the Chinese Red Army and were over here ostensibly as graduate students. And, of course, what they were doing was spying and, and trying to steal uh, whatever information they could uh, to give the, uh, the Chinese an advantage. Uh, there's no question that the espionage by China has become a, a bigger and bigger threat to our national security. As I mentioned, a lot of these students have direct ties to Chinese military and the ruling Communist Party, and they're sent here solely for the purpose of acquiring knowledge of U.S. Uh, technology, uh, our military, cyber operations, and on and on. There are about uh, nearly 400,000 Chinese nationals who study in the U.S. and these visa holders represent more than a third of the 1.1 million student visas uh, in total uh, that were here during the 2018-2019 school year. In late July, and you may remember we mentioned this at the time, uh, the FIBIs, the FBI, launched a nationwide investigation aimed at Chinese student visa holders suspected of having undisclosed Chinese military ties. And then in May, uh, DOS, the Department of State, prepared to revoke the visas of some 3,000 Chinese students in the U.S., uh, which was an all-time high, uh, again citing national security as the primary reason for doing so. Uh, meantime, by the way, the ACLU has recently backed a campaign initiated by one of the uh, radical open borders group that is trying to prevent tech companies from conducting business with immigration enforcement agencies. Uh, they, they are supporting a campaign called No Tech for ICE, uh, another of the backdoor kind of attacks that uh, the left loves to uh, employ in uh, promoting their radical Marxist agenda. And to take a, a quick break here, when we come back on the other side, I want to talk a little bit because we haven't at any length about the uh, horrific shooting of these two sheriff's deputies in L.A. that happened over the weekend. Uh, you just you listen to these people and you watch their actions, uh, those on the left, the BLM and the Antifa people, and, and they will tell you who they are and what they are. That's next here on the Bobby Mack Show on Monday.
Welcome back. 5.50 now. It's uh, 10 before 6 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Closing minutes of the 5 o'clock follies. Sadly, the uh, political violence continues to escalate. Two L.A. sheriff's deputies ambushed in their vehicle by a gunman over the weekend. I don't know if you had uh, the the stomach to uh, watch the video, but it's horrific. Shooter casually walks up to the police car and opens fire hitting both officers in the head. Fortunately, the uh, critically wounded deputies, who just graduated from the academy 14 months ago, are now in stable condition, which is uh, pretty miraculous in itself. Uh, But what is truly disgusting is the reaction of some of these leftists, far-left Joe Biden supporters, and and that's essentially what they are, because if if you uh, are a, a BLM donor... You give money to BLM. You're giving money uh, semi-directly to Joe Biden's campaign. Uh, So these uh, demonstrators quickly assembled at the hospital. These officers had been taken to, and they were out front chanting, We hope they die. What kind of person does that? Uh, The L.A. County Sheriff's Office was trying to get him from blocking the emergency entrance. Uh, The president and the attorney general sent tweets about the incident. Uh, The president tweeting, if they die, a fast trial death penalty for the killer. Only way to stop this. Please pray for the two sheriff's deputies. Their lives matter. Uh, Some smart sleuthing uh, by Raheem Kassam and Natalie Winters at the National Pulse show the donations made to BLM actually go to Act Blue. And from there, Act Blue takes those contributions and sends them forward uh, to uh, Creepy Uncle Joe's campaign. As of May 21st, Act Blue has donated $119,253,857 to the Biden for President effort. So a contribution to BLM, uh, the ideology behind the shooting of the police officers, as I said, is a contribution to the Biden campaign, uh, which is one of the clever workarounds these lefties use. They provide a back door for all of the Hollywood and uh, social influence crowd to use by supporting donations to BLM, the leftist movement writ large, is essentially funding the DNC. So the BLM movement is simply a vessel for them to be able to use and and exploit any way they want. Now keep in mind, uh, you're hearing of multi-million dollar donations to BLM from big corporations. Uh, Any corporation that pays into this scheme is actually paying to fund Joe Biden 2020 and the Democrats. So now a bunch of these donations to Biden's campaign make sense because over the past couple of weeks, in the wake of the protests over the uh, killings of, uh, of blacks, tech companies have made tens of millions of dollars in commitments to uh, so, so-called racial equity organizations. And the scale of the DNC effort to enhance national antagonism based on race now makes a lot more sense. Uh, The uh, L.A. County Sheriff's Office uh, had tweeted to the protesters 
blocking the entrance and exit of the hospital emergency room, yelling, we hope they die, referring to two L.A. sheriffs ambushed today in Compton. Do not block emergency entries and exits to the hospital. People's lives are at stake when ambulances get can't get through. The sheriff, uh, Alex Villanueva, expressed frustration over uh, the disgusting sentiment and urged people to pray for the officers. He said of the shooting, and I quote him, it pisses me off. This was a cowardly act. Sheriff's Department released video that shows somebody walking up to the patrol car parked near a metro station in Compton about 7 o'clock local time Saturday evening. That is California time. The person opens fire and then runs from the scene. Villanueva said the deputies, a 31-year-old woman and a 24-year-old man, were shot multiple times but were able to radio for help. By the way, there is a $100,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the gunman who ambushed these deputies over the weekend. The uh, Sheriff's Department announcing the six-figure reward late last night for any information that leads to the arrest and conviction. Uh, this is this is just, I mean, uh, it, if you're a police officer now, um, you are without a doubt in... Uh, in an even more dangerous job than it has ever been in America. Because there's no rhyme or reason to these attacks. Uh, these are just individuals egged on by the Democrat Party and, and encouraged in uh, these violent acts of domestic terrorism, even by Biden. And, and what does Biden tweet? Uh, he goes gun grabber. And since out of tweet, well, you know, uh, we uh, we have to uh, eliminate these uh, weapons of war, was a phrase that he used. It it's uh, it's just horrifying to see what these Democrat politicians are promoting and allowing to happen in their cities and states. One more to go, fourth and final hour of the Bobby Mack Show, the bonus hour on the way next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.